0: Hey, chirocasters, Dr. Drew Rubin here. Welcome to our next episode. We're approaching 300. It's totally amazing. I really thank you for your listenership. Um, of course, we're sponsored by Now You Know, Preferred Chiropractic Doctor and ChiroRite. Today's episode <clears throat> is about neuropsychiatric disorders. So I'm sure you're going to find this very interesting. Here's the podcast. talk about the Lyme disease and the... Um pandas and concussions and why I kind of put them together um, you know I put together the Lyme disease and pandas and concussions because um, well first off when I first started in practice you know 30 years ago I just didn't see this Uh, you know Lyme disease was something very clear that uh, someone had a tick bite and you saw the tick bite and uh, you know they pulled the tick off and they got it tested and they got Lyme disease and that's how it was and it was really, there was no gray area. Uh, and PANDAS was unheard of back uh, then. Uh, pediatric, pediatric autoimmune neurologic disorder associated with Jeb was unheard of back in the 80s when I first started. And concussions were also quite rare. Um, they occurred when someone was, had, had a major impact of some sort. Um, you know, I played hockey, and I probably had some serious concussions, but, I mean, nothing ever put me you know, out, and I never had long-lasting effects. Except for maybe you know 24 hours or something, um, so it was a very different you know kind of thing. So if you had a concussion, a true concussion, like back then, I'd even call what I suffered you know three or four different times in my hockey career, um, especially in my youth hockey career, concussions. We just called those like getting your clock wrong, you know, or you, or head banged or something like that. So we didn't call these you know things anything. Uh, but today it's crazy because today concussions are you know every other kids coming in with some kind of history of concussion. Um, and people are getting concussions from the most interesting things. We have a, a parent recently who was in a motor vehicle accident, and the uh, parent got a concussion because of the airbag deploying and smacking the person in the head, um, and then that person's head hit the, the, car, the seat of the car, right? So we've seen concussions like that. Um, uh, now we see concussions in little children who are falling, who used to just fall and now they're falling and getting concussions. So they hit head first and now they have a concussion also. We're seeing concussions, in, <clears throat> uh, especially in, uh, in sports, uh, way more than ever before. And um, uh, what's the number one sport now that has uh, more concussions than any other sport? Soccer. Uh, soccer, which kind of soccer? American. Female soccer has more concussions than any other one sport now per capita. In other words, there's more girls uh, you know, the prevalence is more uh, young ladies are getting concussions playing soccer than boys are playing football. Even though it, Now, it's probably more boys, play, you know, uh, playing football, getting concussions, number-wise. But the prevalence is higher in, in uh, girls' soccer, which is interesting. So everything has changed. Uh, it's completely morphed uh, from uh, the 30-year-ago spectrum. And why, why am I bringing this up is because... Um, this is why, to me, it's so important to, to never stop learning, right? Because if I stopped learning, then I would think concussions happen once in a while, and Lyme disease is only associated with is someone who actually has a tick bite, and there's no such thing as pandas, that's just something something made up, you know? Or it's a bear that some kid brings up. Um, so, so, it's, you know, and, so if you told me 30 years ago about these things, I'd be like, I never heard of all this stuff. But the reason I bring this up is that we have to keep up, right? If you're in a, especially in a pediatric practice, you have to keep up. You have to constantly be like, just when you guys are graduating in a quarter or two quarters or whenever it is you guys are graduating, um, you, you guys have to really be on top of this because whatever this is now that I'm gonna show you, this will be like old news five years from now and there'll be some other stuff that's gonna come up and you need to be on top of all the other things you know, that are coming up. So let's just look at Lyme disease, what used to just be a tick disease. There are now 300,000 new cases of Lyme disease a year. Now, that's an unbelievable amount of Lyme disease uh, comparison to what it, the prevalence used to be thought of, which was maybe hundreds or thousands, like you know, low thousands. Now there's 300,000 cases a year. 25% of all the new cases are in kids. Um, and uh, what, here's the biggest problem that we're seeing with Lyme disease, is that it's, it's now Lyme disease used to be thought of as it has pain, and you'll have some, like, maybe neuralgias and arthralgias, some muscle aches and pains, and maybe some heart issues, you know, it might be associated with Lyme disease. Um, and maybe some sort of uh, neurological issues, which is more like pain, you know, uh, tingling sort of things. That's the stuff I used to see back in the 80s when, um, when I, I first uh, found it. But now we're seeing kids actually are having suicidal issues associated with, with Lyme disease. Um, they're getting lower grades in school according to this, uh, this research. Um, Difficulty maintaining relationships, greater risk of depression, uh, more mood swings and outbursts, uh, difficulty processing, <clears throat> have debilitating fatigue and pain, <clears throat> um, decreased number of friends because of the, of the Lyme disease. So it, th- there's just so much different. You know, Lyme disease um, used to be more of a physical kind of thing, and there are certainly people, especially adults, who are getting into more physical manifestations of Lyme disease, but there's a lot of kids now getting Lyme disease too and it's manifesting in a much more behavioral way. I'm dealing with a young lady right now who uh, had a concussion and Lyme disease uh, and she is just going through some hard times um, right now. She just can't get past all these things and she'll start feeling better from one thing and then symptom from another thing will will come up and it's just these overlapping pieces over and over again. So it's very, very interesting, you know, what's going on out there. Um, And then, you know, we used to think that Lyme disease just came from ticks. Uh, And most of the research, including even, uh, this is from the CDC website, uh, it'll say here, which I think is interesting, there's no credible evidence that Lyme disease can be transmitted through air, food, water, or from the bites of mosquitoes, flies, fleas, or lice. But that's not what I'm hearing. Um, So what I am hearing, and, and physically hearing, not just reading about on the internet from some blogs or whatever, but physically hearing. Patients are coming in saying, I was never bit by a tick. There is no evidence of you know tick bite in any way, shape, or form, but after I had this mosquito bite or after I had this other sort of bug bite, um, I developed Lyme disease, or my kid developed Lyme disease. So um, the CDC is, I appreciate them saying that there's no credible evidence, but the reason they're putting it there is because there's word coming out now, and the, I'm sure the research will come, and probably in five years they'll change. You know this thing saying, uh, you know, here's the papers that are showing, even though it is a rare situation, it is possible to get Lyme disease from mosquitoes and you know lice and flies and other kind of you know biting insects and stuff. So I think this is is very interesting to understand because we have uh, several patients who. Um, say that they have never had a, a tick bite at all. Because uh, we, we know the classic tick bites, right? A classic tick bite is that bullseye kind of thing. Um, and another interesting thing I'm seeing too is that um, ticks don't necessarily make classic bites anymore. Right, so we used to see if you had a tick bite, you had that kind of look to your bite. And it's not what we're seeing. So everything is changing. Everything is morphing. And that's why I'm bringing this up to you because we have to always be on top and, and just because someone doesn't have the bullseye classic, you know, uh, tick bite that we can see, doesn't mean anything. Right? It's not absolutely what's what's going on. Um, and then pandas. This is an or pans, uh, which is pediatric autoimmune, uh, autoimmune Neurologic disorder associated with strep. Um, these uh, things were unheard of years ago and now they are really creating some massive issues. So we have uh, just one young boy example that we had an intern a couple of quarters ago wrote about. Little boy comes in, and I've been seeing him for quite a while, he was a healthy kid, um, and he got a super bad strep infection, um, out of nowhere, um, and then that strep infection turned into rheumatic fever. So uh, his, un- unfortunately he you know, developed this he came in one day, uh, kind of a week after he had started to feel better from the, the strep infection, and he was complaining of hip pain. Um, and uh, I said, "Hey, could we look at your?" He was wearing a Could we look at, look at your hip? And it was very swollen uh, in his uh, leg and his hip and stuff, and um, and he was limping. And I, I was very concerned. I said, "You know, this is this is just weird for him to have just gone over strep and have this, you know." Happening too, and I said, let me just lift up his shirt. Let me just see what's going on. And now he has this the classic rash uh, that you'll see in like rheumatic fever, which looks like someone blotched some red paint on him. Um, uh, And I'm like, oh wow, I think uh, you better get him to the pediatrician right now because this is way more uh, significant. Um, This is probably rheumatic fever. So she went there. It was rheumatic fever. Um, And he he was they gave him antibiotics. You know, it was. We're at the crisis point, uh, so they gave him antibiotics, and he was doing better, but then, all of a sudden, he got super clingy, and, and this kid used to be like the kid who would like run into the office and like dive on the table because he wants to go first, and now he was like hiding behind mommy like this, afraid to get adjusted and having these really weird tendencies and super nervous and just complete personality change. It was really fascinating. So um, we sent him to a different pediatrician who's a specialist in this, uh, and we started doing some neurological work, which we never had to do before because this kid was perfect neurologically. Um, and that's another interesting thing you'll see with these things is that kids who were neurotypical before will become atypical after they develop Lyme disease or PANDAS or something like that. These their primal reflexes that were gone because I have tested them and they weren't there, all of a sudden they're there. Um, so we started working with him with that, and the pediatrician started working with a bunch of probiotics and you know, homeopathic things and whatever, and, um, and now he's back to his normal you know, jumping on the table you know, self. Um, but here's the interesting thing, is that once a child gets Lyme disease or PANDAS, uh, they can get it again. So they're super susceptible. Uh, and that's what we have to worry about, is, is, uh, is you know, these kids uh, need to stay adjusted, need to get their immune system boosted, need to eat super well, because if they get sick, they do have a tendency to, just like if you like, you sprain your ankle and now it kind of gets weak, well, now their immune system is kind of weak. Um, and they're, they're now classifying, they're, they're developing a whole new classification of this uh, pandas and Lyme stuff especially, where they're calling it uh, autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder. That's the latest thing that they're classifying into a new a lump of autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder. You said that Right there.